Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Football Playbook, presented by the Pigskin Podcast Network, your source for team news, draft needs, player profiles and rankings, full senior bowl, combine, and NFL draft coverage, news, analysis, discussion. It's in the playbook. Now, here is your host, sports journalist Bill Alpstead, and featured analyst Keith Myers. Hey, Pro Football Playbook podcast listeners. I'm Bill Alfstead sitting down with Keith Myers. We're talking free agency today, all sorts of other news breaking this last week that shook up the uh, overall NFL uh, marketplace. And uh, we're here to talk about it all. Welcome in, Keith. Yeah, it's been an absolutely crazy week since the last time we sat down on the show. Um, lots of happenings. Uh, three, four different teams made um you know, decisions on uh, what they're going to do at their quarterback position and everything. It's been an absolute crazy, um, crazy few days. Yeah. So let's start with the, the first domino to fall. Um, the um, Aaron Rodgers deal in Green mm-hmm. Bay, he decided yeah. to stay. Uh, that was the, the piece that everyone was going to wait on. It happened uh, before. Uh, teams decided on their franchise tags and he goes back to green bay on a four-year deal huge contract uh but keeps them there it keeps uh the green bay packers at the top of the heap when it comes to competing for a super bowl yeah they're um, i mean huge deal as far as you know both on the field you know implications because now they are they they remain the um you know the nfc one number one or number two team depending on how you want to look at it uh, as far as being in contention for a Super Bowl, uh, it's also a huge deal in terms of you know fifty million dollars a year or whatever it ends up fi- the final final uh, numbers end up looking like. But it's going to be just a massive, massive contract that we have never seen in the NFL. Yeah, before. well, and it's the it's the guaranteed money that's crazy. It's like uh, above one hundred and fifty million dollars guaranteed, which is just ab- absurd. It just mm-hmm. is, and um, but nonetheless. They have their situation solved. Devontae Adams was franchised. Uh, so their franchise is set and moving forward. Um, 
other news, other huge news, probably even bigger news than that, is that the Seattle Seahawks traded their future Hall of Fame quarterback, um, Russell Wilson, to the Denver Broncos for two firsts, two seconds, a fifth, um, and uh, three players. Um, Noah Fant was in there, Shelby Harris, Drew Locke. Um, just a mammoth blockbuster deal that shook the world. I mean, it was just crazy. So now the Seattle Seahawks completely pushed the reset button and the Denver Broncos solved their quarterback problem and uh, immediately kind of fall into um, fall into place there in the in the AFC West to compete for the um, for the playoffs there. So tell me about that deal and kind of so, how it went down and what what's the result so let's start from the denver broncos perspective this is a team that's got a defense that's super bowl ready they've got all, some great weapons uh on the offensive side of the ball they needed a quarterback and they've been trying to get by with drew lock who has been bad and and um you know journeyman guys like teddy bridgewater and it it wasn't working and they need that uh signal caller that can go in and, and take them to the next level and they got that they gave up a lot to to get him, but they still believe that they are, you know, that team. And so they're they're one of three teams in the AFC that are instantly in the Super Bowl conversation, along with the Chiefs in division and Buffalo. I mean, those three teams are the class of the AFC right now. And um, you could even add the Chargers to that, I think. Yeah, I mean, their defense is still pretty bad. We need to wait to see what free agency and and the draft does for them. Um, but yeah, that mm -hmm. that AFC West is is loaded i mean you also include the raiders in that and that mix um i mean that is a that they is become <laughs> the, the the league's best division now from the N nfc yeah. west that that had seattle and uh la and arizona and um san francisco and san francisco in it it's just crazy so how about from Seattle's perspective? For, what so was going on there? I thought everything was seemingly settled. Every the coach was saying be. the right things. The the player was seeing saying the right things in the offseason here, and then boom, it just happened out of nowhere. There was no leaks or anything like that. Mm -mm. Also, everyone thought that um, that Aaron Rodgers was going to be their a num number one a focus um, as far as obtaining a quarterback and. It sounds like they were always after Russell Wilson here, and it was a deal that was put together over weeks, not just in days. Yeah. So, with as far as the 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 Rogers thing, um, that massive contract didn't happen overnight. Like he announced that he was coming back, and they had this deal ready and all of that. But that's been happening for a couple of weeks at least. Seems so. My guess is that his agent has been quietly telling teams, "Hey, this is you know." We're looking at, at going back, so look elsewhere. Uh, but the reports are that that Denver has been working with Seattle, trying to get a deal um, worked out for a couple of weeks, and um, he the, Wilson's been their target. Um, you know, we know that that Washington had tried to to get Wilson, and and the CX had turned him down. Um, but if if the if they had been working for a couple of weeks, Denver and, and Seattle. Most likely what that means is that Wilson was in on this, knew what was going on, well, kind of directing it, because he had a full no trade clause. What about that meeting with Jody Allen back in January, Keith, as being a pivot point for the franchise where mm -hmm. maybe these decisions were were done at that point? Yeah, it, it does, because the 
John Snyder, Pete Carroll met with Jody Allen, the team owner and um, the head executives of Vulcan. Uh, and they said that they were all like in agreement. This was, they had the future of the franchise planned out and all of these things. And with that, um, you know, you, this isn't a deal that was done. Oh, because someone gave us a great offer. We had to, we, you know, uh, this is the type of thing that, that an owner has got to sign off on. And if everyone was in agreement as the direction of the franchise at that point, it would make sense to believe that this was part of the plan. The CX were in a position this year where they were going to move on from Wilson. It also made, makes you, you, logically, you have to look at it. Wilson's got a full no trade clause. He has to sign off on any deal. Uh, and so he got to kind of pick where he wanted to go and, and he didn't want, and they were going to be, go ahead. I would say that he didn't want to go to Washington, which is why that deal never got going, even though Washington was really um, aggressive. And apparently they made a pitch. They, they made an offer that was yes, they did. turned down. Yeah. Yep. And it was turned down. And then he ends up going to, um, to Denver for what sounds like less compensation, but because Wilson gets a say on where that trade is, thanks to his no trade clause, the CX hands were tied a little bit. So they maybe got yeah. a little less than, than I think a lot of us would have believed that Russell Wilson was worth, but you know, their hands were tied. They, they were given one team to, to negotiate. I mean, I think clearly when you break out the players and you break out the fifth round pick and the two firsts and two seconds, I mean, it's clearly equivalent to three first picks, uh, first round picks overall. They just kind of parsed it out and did it differently. And of course, you know, Seattle and Denver agreed to the term. So that is mm -hmm. what it is. The um, the other thing I can get points to as well, and I'm sure this probably didn't have anything to do with it, but they knew what the market was going to be for Russell Wilson in uh, next year when he was eligible for an extension, if it came to that, that it was mm -hmm. going to be Patrick Mahomes, Aaron's level, you know, $50 million a year plus. And they had to make that decision. And they chose to yep. move on now and reset their franchise, reset the roster, reset the cap uh, for that team going forward. Surprisingly, for a 70-year-old coach, will be 71 in 2022, to, to do this move. But the, it'll be interesting, uh, the strategy moving forward. Here's a team that's been relevant, um, a very good team, very good roster, one of the winningest franchises in the last 10 10, 12 years overall, now completely pivots to a rebuild. The question is, how long is it going to take to remake that team? Well, and yeah, and it really kind of depends on how much they, uh, how pivoted did they get into that rebuild? How committed are they to a rebuild versus, you know, trying to continue to win? Because if they go in and they're going to, okay, well, we need a quarterback. Let's go get, you know, a guy in the draft and draft. This is not a good draft class for quarterbacks. If you, um, didn't already know that, but let's say they, they make a commitment to one and, and they're going to go, no, let's build around that guy right away. Let's try and, and compete this year behind a rookie quarterback and all of that. Uh, this is an organization that's probably going to struggle to stay relevant because the roster has deteriorated over the last few years. Um, if they, if they really want to do it right, they need to be bad for a year. They need to look at what the Patriots did. Um, you know, when Tom Brady left and went to Tampa and uh, Bill Belichick committed to being bad for a year and went ahead and um, were bad. I don't want to say they tanked because they didn't, but they, they were still bad. Um, and they got themselves in a position to get their next quarterback. And then they built their roster uh, at that point. 
and they were already back in the playoffs. They had one bad year and they're back in the playoffs. And now they've got their, their rookie quarterback and, and a roster that they can build around. And that's the path that Seattle needs to take if they want to be back quickly and want to be relevant quickly. If they, if they are not willing and committed to doing that and they just want to go, let's see if we can, you know, keep it together, maybe put a, a journeyman yeah. quarterback, a Teddy Bridgewater in there and, and see if we can be competitive and, you know, they're going to go seven and, and 10 and not be in position to get a quarterback again. And it's going to be this long, yes, you know, M- middling rug. Yes. Yeah. And, right. and so they, they're in a position. Essentially to do they, they swapped positions with Denver. You know, Denver's mm-hmm. in the in that same spot, and they went and, and got their guy. Yeah, very interesting. Uh, further conversations, I'm sure, down the road. The other one was the Carson Wentz trade for a few mid-level picks to the Washington mm-hmm. Commanders, who a were second, part of a second, part of, third, and a conditional third. Yeah. So, so really, the loser out of all of this movement was Washington because oh, yeah. now they completely settled for a. Now, what we would know is to be kind of a failed quarterback in Carson mm-hmm. Wentz, who just seems to not be able to to put it all together. And um, there seems to be some dysfunction going on, both with the Philadelphia Eagles and now with the Indianapolis Colts. They jettisoned him after acquiring him last year, uh, just after one year. And... Um, and now Washington has that that issue. Yeah. I'm I just don't understand the move myself, but they were desperate to get something solved before the draft so they didn't have to reach. Well, true, but they're also I mean this why? This this is it, this is a move that really doesn't make any sense to me because you look at at what happened in Indy is you've got Frank Reich who was the offensive coordinator uh in Philadelphia when um Carson Wentz, you know, was MVP and all of that. And he was the guy who went to bat and said, Nope, we're going to trade for, um, for Carson. We're going to, you know, uh, build around him. I know we can, he, I know who he is. I know like what type of quarterback he is. We're going to do this. And they, so they made the trade, they brought him over. And after one year he goes, yeah, that was a mistake. We're not going to do that. And they, and they traded him away. Um, and yeah. that, Oof. that, that is, that is so telling. And, and that's from, from a roster that's ready to go. Mm-hmm. They're yeah, ready that, to compete for, you know, is, a top say five or six team in the AFC. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's where they're at. They're a quarterback away, a real, a decent quarterback away. And they just, they traded away what they had for the unknown because the trade market existing in the NFL is, is not good now. The free agent market, which we're going to get into very shortly, will show is not good. And then the draft class this year is not good. What is Indianapolis' path forward in 2022? I don't know. Um, I mean they they were they were they were <laughs> right, better with right? they were better with a 40 year old Philip Rivers than they were with Carson Wentz. Mm. Um, and I think that is part of what they they looked at and they go, you know, if he's not the guy we're not better having him than finding another journeyman. Cause that's all he is. So, um, and for them, it was more about getting out from underneath that contract because Wentz has contract is like 26 million this year, 28, the year after 27, the year after that, um, that's a huge number for a guy that's just a mediocre player at this point. 
Um, and so for them to get out from underneath that contract, you know, they could go get a, a journeyman, a, a Teddy Bridgewater, yeah. not be not be worse in any way, um, but still be significantly cheaper. So why wouldn't you go do that? Um, and for them, we don't know. We don't know if uh, Deshaun Watson becomes in play for them and that's what they're going to go after, whether they're going to go look at Baker Mayfield um, or, Jordan and, you know, possibly, Love. or Jordan Love trading for, you know, one of these other guys that's out there um, for them, you know, or maybe their, their plan is to uh, take one of the, um, these quarterbacks in the draft that they believe is going to be there late in round one. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, try and build around them and, and just know that they're going to be bad this, this first year because none of these quarterbacks are ready. Um, and that's hard to, with to a ready, play, ready so. built roster when you're a player away. I would think that maybe they would try to put something together for even a Jimmy Garoppolo or something like that. A that, and that, might, that might be, that might be the case right there is that they're, they're going to go get, um, because you know, the, the 49ers are going to be looking to, to, um, acquire some of the draft capital that they gave away for Trey Lance. And so if they can, they can, trade Garoppolo get some of that back um and not trade him to a a team in the NFC you know give him yeah. to a, an AFC team where it won't end up biting them if if he goes on and and plays well um you know that would be a good spot for them so that might be the be the case as well all right so let's get into free agency we're going to go through position groups but I just want to lay this out just a little bit let's talk about franchise tags really quick uh, Devontae Adams, Chris Godwin, Cam Robinson, the offensive tackle, Dalton Schultz, the tight end, Orlando Brown, Jesse Bates, the free safety, David Njoku, uh, and Mike Gasecki, sorry, uh, tight end. Uh, those players um, received the franchise tag uh, now out of the uh, free agency market. Not tagged players include uh, Harold Landry, uh, J.C. Jackson, Teron Armstead, um and and others chandler jones so there are some big names out there in a couple of position groups but overall i think we'll show today that free agency overall is is going to be somewhat of a a downer for a lot of teams just because there's just not a lot of mm-hmm. rich talent out there there might be some some depth pieces for some player uh, for some teams um but teams are, are going to have a hard time filling out their roster with with this list of players and we'll just We'll talk about that. Um, there are a few teams with um, with salary cap space available. Uh, the Colts at sixty nine, well, almost seventy thousand uh, or seventy million, excuse me, are at the top of that list. Uh, Dolphins, Seahawks, Jets, Jaguars, all have right around forty million or or more, and a whole host of teams that are hovering around thirty to twenty five million as well. So there are teams that have some room, but we'll. We'll take a look at the market. Why don't we start with the quarterbacks? Um, since we've just had that conversation, let's talk about what's available in free agency. And as if if there's any of these guys that any team that we've just talked about, the Seahawks, Indianapolis uh, for sure, and and a few others that need uh, quarterback help, like the Panthers, for example. Um, what what are they going to do? I mean, yeah, Jameis Winston, Teddy Bridgewater, Marcus Mariota, Andy Dalton, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Michael Trubisky, Jacob Brisket, uh, Tyrod Taylor, Geno Smith. It's not good. Josh Rosen, Jeff Driscoll. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Nick Mullins, right. um, AJ okay. McCarron. I mean, 
finding a starting quarterback there. Um, the only that you're one confident gonna, with. The only mm-hmm. one that the only one out of this entire group that you're going to look at as a guy that can go win you some games is Teddy Bridgewater, and we know that this is a guy that's on his will be on his fourth team for a reason. He's a he's a journeyman. He's a guy that's going to go. Um, well, nice he just character. he just came be from nice the team that that got went out and got Russell Wilson. So I mean, there there you go. Yeah, he was he wasn't the guy that was going to take them. Uh, I mean, but he he did some nice things for them. But obvious, ultimately, he's not a guy that's going to go win you a Super Bowl. I mean, I think I think that's fairly clear. Um, he's a nice placeholder. He's a guy that'll be a bridge quarterback for you, uh, but he's not a guy that's going to you know get you in contention and he's the best of the group sports fans look at the latest offer from DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nfl new customers can bet just one dollar on any team and get 150 dollars in free bets if they win it's that simple if sportsbook isn't available in your state yet you can still take your shot at a big payday Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Bet just $1 on any NFL team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code TPPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. 21 and over minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for a full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Void where prohibited. Minimum $5 deposit. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Yeah, I would take a chance maybe on Marcus Mariota for some upside there. Uh, you know, obviously the Titans um, got rid of him and now he's being left alone out of off the Raiders um roster to enter free agency i think he's got uh, some ability there with an upside that he could be a marginal starter for you um and then uh, a high-end backup obviously but he's he's somebody that's still only 28 years old that you might take a shot on if you're going to just focus on bridging and winning uh, having a placeholder uh, a guy like andy dalton or Trubisky or um, Tyrod Taylor, Geno Smith, maybe even um, had had three or four games in Seattle last year that he started when uh, Russell Wilson was out and um, showed that he's capable of being a game <coughs> manager guy, but not a guy that could win yeah. games specifically. He had moments, but that was about it. A guy, the guy that I believe will will get more. Um, more attention and have more interest than I think most people are um, anticipating is going to be Mitchell Trubisky. Uh, I mean, he was the second overall pick in the draft. Uh, He was not good in Chicago. We all know that, but there is upside there. There, there were moments when he was in Chicago where he actually looked like he could be the guy. um, And then he, he wasn't. And after spending a year in Buffalo behind Josh Allen, getting a chance to, um, you know, just clear his head and get away mm-hmm. from what was the the disaster in, in Chicago. Um, he's now going to be available and he's only 28 and he's a guy that has 
starting experience and has some success. And if you're looking for a guy that's going to be a bridge for one or two years, um, he might be your guy. And um, that's, yeah. he, he, he'll get more interest than I think most people will, would, would suspect, but given his track record like that, you know, that's why it's, there's his track record is not good. Let's just go with that. All right. So, so let's, let's move on. Um, obviously we've mentioned the quarterback market for a while on the mm-hmm. show as being uh, bad. And that's why um the so why don't you take me through the position groups on the offense as you want to kind of move through and we'll we'll talk about this um as you go yeah so if we want to let's just go through some of the weapons that started running back where um the market is it the the running back market is never good um running backs have a very short very short shelf life in the nfl Um, most of them do not uh, perform well on, on their second contract because they're just, they've just taken too much of a beating during their rookie contract. And, and by the time they get to that second one, even if they've earned themselves a big contract, they end up not living up to it. Um, you've got some guys that will be, you know, somewhat interesting Leonard Fournette, who's only 27, um, Melvin Gordon, who's 29, but hasn't had, um, a lot of, you know, wear and tear Rashad Penny, who was a first round pick in Seattle a couple of years ago. Um, only 26, but he's barely played in the NFL because of mm-hmm. um, nagging injuries. But then during the last like six weeks of this year, suddenly looked like the guy Seattle thought they were drafting. Right. So um, right. he'll be he'll be interesting to watch. Um, and then maybe a guy like Philip Lindsay, who was really good as an undrafted rookie. And then since then has not done much of anything because of injury and and stuff. He might gain, you know, garner some interest because someone will look to recapture that. Maybe Ronald Jones, the second um out of tampa who's only 25 but has definitely fallen out of favor with that coaching staff and you know kind of got lost on the bench despite being a guy that looked really promising as a um you know as a a younger player so uh i mean there's some interesting things there but it's it's not a great it's not a great group i'll give you a couple other names too uh Cordero Patterson is interesting to me, not as a runner per se, but more as a, as a weapon, a guy that you can line up. Yeah. As, as a running back, as a wide receiver, as just a guy that's going to be, you know, a fly sweep kind of guy. Um, James Connor, uh, most recently with the Arizona Cardinals previously with the Pittsburgh Steelers, um, showed that he's, he's still got a little something. I thought that he performed well at times in Arizona, still young at 27 could be a power back in a in a rotation type of a deal chase edmonds again uh from the cardinals is a is a change of pace kind of guy i'd like sony michelle i thought looked decent at times for the rams when cam Akers was out all year um rashad penny is interesting like he's probably the most interesting name on this entire list because he really flashed i mean he just didn't like yeah, he performed pretty well. He he performed at the highest level in the NFL for five straight weeks, which was mm-hmm. kind of crazy out of just absolutely doing nothing for three and a half years. And his injury history is a huge concern. I you know, it's it's such a huge concern. I'm not sure Seattle brings him back for for a certain amount. Um, I think if if he uh if the market is lukewarm for him, he could return to Seattle on a one-year deal there may be a team that has extra money in free agency and decides they want to flip a two or three year contract at Rashad Penny above 
you know, three or four or $5 million a year. And he would probably take that and Seattle probably would not offer that. No, um, not at all. So that might be an interesting name to, to watch. Um, the thing is, it's a, huge, it's a huge risk. Um, if you're a team, because you're looking, you're yes. taking, a, you're taking on a guy that, that, yeah, he's got a five game stretch where he looked like, uh, one of the best backs in the NFL, but he's also got a three and a half, um, year stretch where he never played because he was yes. never healthy and there was never any consistency and you had him on your roster. So he was taking up a spot, but he really wasn't doing anything for you. It was, it, it's tough. It's a tough mm -hmm. deal. I would personally do something that's safer that you have a, a guarantee guy that's going to come in and, and take reps for you would be a guy like uh, Raheem most uh, Mostert who fits that same sort of style in an outside zone, kind of a scheme guy that's got a really yeah. nice speed he hasn't played in two years yeah he's it's tough so i mean you talk about a guy if you're looking at at he had four history. snaps in 2021 but he did have 237 in 2020 with a great grade um and then 2019 had a full season so yeah um yeah i agree yeah, though i agree he, he hasn't played in, in forever and and the his style of running and the fact that he's had two major injuries in two years um I don't, he's an, he's an even big, bigger risk than Rashad Penny in my my eyes, but yeah, he's another guy that's there. He's younger. He's he's a name, and and people will look at him. And um, he's a guy that's probably going to sign for next to nothing. And if he stays healthy, you could have a really nice player. Yeah, on your roster. And there are several options in the draft too for for uh, teams that want to go um, mm -hmm. younger and with a lot of upside. Um, usually, a combination of both. Yep. Uh, the wide receiver market in free agency is interesting. It's surprisingly, um, it's surprisingly good. Actually. Yeah, um, I think the I first kind of like this. Yeah. The first two players, uh, that were initially available were franchise and Devonte Adams and, uh, Chris Godwin. Godwin's more of a slot guy. Anyway, Mike Williams re-signed with the chargers, um, on a, on a deal, $60 million deal. Uh, so he's off the market as well. But Alan Robinson's there. Uh, Odell Beckham, Michael Gallup, um, Antonio Brown, uh, Juju Schuster, uh, Smith Schuster. Uh, Christian Kirk is an interesting name for a team that might need um, some upside there with some speed and over-the-top ability, as well as uh, uh, out of the slot. DJ Shark, Will Fuller, Jamison Crowder, uh, Marquise Valdez. Uh, scantling mm -hmm. um so there are some names there's some some interesting upside players those are all really good players that would be um most of those guys are, are second and third options in an offense uh but there's uh, if you're looking for that uh, on your team um you're gonna have some choices there yeah this it's it's a it's actually not like I said, it's not a bad year to to uh need a wide receiver uh, because there's a there there are guys and usually there's yeah. there's not this level of talent. Um, this is I, going to be a depressed market for me, I think, too, because of the upside in the draft. I mean, we just saw mm -hmm. the draft. Um, there were like uh, I'm going to say close to 20 players that ran a four four and, uh, and under in that draft. Um, yeah, at the combine, it's a really fast wide receiver class in the draft, and. Uh, and for fast guys, there's a, a lot of polish in their route running and stuff. The right. one guy here that I think is going to break the bank is going to be Juju Smith-Schuster. Because if we, we saw with him in, um, he, he only played 
19% of the snaps not last year because of an injury. But what we saw before that is a guy that's a true number one. Uh, and I think he's going to get a huge deal. My guess is that he gets that huge deal in Pittsburgh and he ends up staying. And he's um, only I'm a, 25 years old. Exactly. So, uh, but that is, he's, I mean, he's, he's a guy that, that, um, that's a huge name and, and it's there. And if, if somebody wants to go make a play at him, I mean, the free agency period is about to start. So, um, if team wants to go get that guy to go get that weapon that they feel they need, man, he's sitting right there for you. And, and we all know the Pittsburgh, uh, offense struggled in the last couple of years. And so his, his potential might be untapped. Oh yeah. Cause I mean, he had Roethlisberger, um, throwing to him, which, you know, 10 years ago was great thing, but last year was, um, an awful thing. I mean, he was not a good player and the other, so. the other player I think is undervalued, um, a little bit, maybe not is, uh, Allen Robinson, uh, from Chicago. We all know mm-hmm. that Chicago had difficulty throwing the ball in the last few years. And Allen Robinson's kind of transcended that even, um, to be their number one option. And I think that for a team looking for a number one option, he he's kind of the guy that's sitting out there that, that would that would fill that role. Mm-hmm. Um, how about tight ends before we move on to the offensive line? Any any interest in the tight end market? So the tight end market, I mean, uh, Zach Ertz is going to be you know the guy that's going to garner um, a lot of interest. He was he's even been at a good his age. Ever. I, mean, I even, thought he was kind of declining a little bit. Kind of, but he's he's 32, and yeah, he's had some injuries and all that. But a lot of his decline this last year was that he changed teams mid-year um, and didn't know the offense and had to figure all that stuff out. I still think he's going to garner a lot of interest. Jimmy Graham and and uh, is out there, but he is a shell of the player he once was. Mm-hmm. Um, Gronkowski is is available technically, but my guess is he'll retire again. Um, uh, cause he only came out of retirement to play with Brady and now Brady's gone. Um, and then you start going down the look and, and you go, okay, Gerald Everett, who was in Seattle, um, had a, had a, great he has year. some upside for a receiving type tight end. Yeah. I mean, he, he had a great year, uh, in Seattle. He's only going to be 28. Um, and, and so he's a guy that if you're looking for a weapon, he's, he's an interesting name and, and someone to, to keep an eye on, um, you know, Max Williams from uh, Arizona is another name. Mm-hmm. If you're looking for a, uh, a more complete tight end that does more than just, you know, catch the ball, I can also block and do the other things that you're asking. But he's not a... He's got a nice skill set. Star. He does. He, he does have a nice skill set, but he's he's just, a, you know, he's a middling tight end. He's a number two tight end on your offense. Yeah. He, but if you're looking for a guy that, that can do that, it's like you've got your your number one and you need a guy that can come in yeah. and kind of do everything. He's yep. a guy that will that will um, generate some interest. Um, you know, and that's kind of it. I mean, there's a lot of other names, um, yeah, and, but not a, not a lot of guys that are going to come in and really make a difference for you. Yeah, Rob Gronkowski is there, but I don't even know if he's going to play for anybody other yeah. than Tampa Bay or play at all this year. Um Njoku and Schultz and Gasecki all franchised, which is surprising mm-hmm. um, that you'd have so many guys franchised. Evan uh, Ingram is out there at age 28. He might be kind of a big uh, receiving tight end that uh, would, would get some action, um, but not a tremendous amount of skill. I don't know. Um, that's it, really. I mean, yeah. Moali Cox is a is a guy that's about 29 that has a little bit of an all-around game to him um, oj howard um, OJ howard same sort of kind of feel 
Yeah, Man. Jared Cook, older guy, 35. If he's going to continue to play, he could be a placeholder kind of guy for you, but you're going to overspend for that. So I'm not, I wouldn't invest in that myself, but especially when you can go out and get a guy like that in, in the, uh, in the NFL draft. All right, let's move to the offensive line, Keith. One of the <clears> things <throat> that you like. Yep. So let's start with, with, um, with the tackles, because there's actually um, some decent ones out here. You've got, um, you know, Trent Brown with the Patriots. He's their right tackle. He's 29. He's um, available. Um, and Dwayne Brown um, coming from Seattle. He's 37 uh, coming off a, a kind of down year. And at that age, you're like, Oh, if he's on a down year, but at the same time he played almost the entire season without injury and still played at a high level. He's just no longer the, um, mm-hmm. You know, perennial pro bowler he once was, but you could what get what kind a of a contract of do you think that Dwayne time. Brown's going to fetch on the open market? I would say probably a two year, like $22 million deal. So it's not going to be like the massive, um, you know, deal that you're going to see um, a guy get, um, yeah. you know, for, for being a starting left tackle, but it's also not going to be like, there's no, you're not going to get some, you're not going to get them cheap. Um, and so that's, that's the other part of it. So, yeah, Teron uh, Armstead's probably the the premier guy uh, yep. out there available. Uh, previously with New Orleans, high end starting left tackle for for a team. So anybody that's got cash and needs a premier left tackle, mm-hmm. uh, they could be in the market for him. He is thirty years old; will be thirty one this next season. Um, so you're going to have a shorter term investment here, but he's still going to command you know, uh, $18 million a year for the next three years for you, but it's going to, it's going to give your team. Here's a, here's a, here's a player that would be a good fit for a team. That's one, one piece away and they need an anchor on Mm -hmm. that at that left tackle spot. Now, if you're an up and coming team or you're, you're lousy, you're not great. It's probably not the player you're going to invest a ton of money in. I wouldn't think. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you're one of those teams that that's in the middle of a rebuild, I mean, you that's a lot of money to sink sink on a player that um, may not still be playing at that really high level when you're ready to compete. Yeah, so, I would um, I would throw money more at like a Morgan Moses maybe from mm-hmm. the the New York Jets where you could you could throw say uh, nine eight nine ten million dollars at um, and, and get ninety percent of the production not ninety but you know eighty five percent of the production. Um, from Armstead and and still be fairly decent and a guy that's really hadn't had any injury history so yeah and then you know there's some other um guys on here in this list that um are more names than they are um Eric Fisher Eric Fisher Riley Reef those are the two that that kind (laughs) of you know because their name is because they were they once had you know draft status and and that kind of stuff but I've never really kind of lived up for it. Eric Fisher is not a bad player, but he's, he's, he's not a great player. How and about two so, failed? I'm going to, I don't want to, do I want to say failed? Yeah. I want to say failed Two failed kind of right tackle options. How about Brandon shell and Jermaine Fetty out there on the market? Is there a market for guys that have played on multiple teams that have done just complete marginal play? In fact, I think Jermaine Fetty leads the league in, um and in offensive penalties since he came into the league yeah uh, and back and in 2000 whatever 
And it's not been for him. It's not been a well. He's just he. Yes, he leads it in penalties, but it's because he he's played for a long time. For him, he's led or been in the top three in, in offensive penalties every single year he's been in the league. So yeah, um, that yeah, I don't. And know that only happens from a lack of athleticism because yeah. you you have to reach. Yeah, you're just reaching. You're holding. You're leaning. You're yeah. That technique, in, et cetera. Yeah, he's a guy that that. Um, he, he, there will be a market because he I'm shocked his his tape as a run blocker is good and teams are going to say hey you know we can move him inside to guard yeah and, and he'll have been be, saying that there. um the bears tried to do that he ended up back at uh tackle because you know guys got hurt and they moved him out there and then of course he bombed out and and, and was bad so um <laughs> you know th- there's that option uh, a guy like shell who came up with the jets um has n- he's been okay and he's been steady and he's never been good i could see there being a market for him he's a little older now so it, that market may be smaller but he's a guy that you would bring in not as a as a starter but as a swing tackle a guy that you would have as your on your backup that you believe could play both sides um and be a, he is your bench player he's your your tackle that you have available in case someone gets hurt uh and yeah, there's his health, there's his, health there. is in, his health is even in question the one thing he yeah. doesn't do is he doesn't he doesn't he's not a penalty machine so no he does not. offer you steady average play mm-hmm. is basically what you're gonna get with brandon shell so you're not gonna have to overpay for a guy like that which is the nice thing there is a market for a player like brandon shell where you're gonna pay a, a tackle six five six million dollars that's where he's at he's kind of in that band in that range where you can get a guy for a couple of years to be your right tackle while you're looking for your right tackle of the future kind of a thing yeah so if you can go get um if you're looking for that player and you're okay with the guy that's you know had a few injuries because you're expecting him not to play and so therefore not um have an opportunity to get hurt um for most of the year um why wouldn't you go get <laughs> why wouldn't you go take your chance on jason spriggs um instead because he's got more athletic upside um he's you know yeah he is a guy i would say he's a guy that i think um still looks like he can develop into a better player than what we've seen um okay i'm gonna give you a name okay now here's the player that i would choose if i had any player that we've talked about on this list so far is joseph no boom um the tackle from the los angeles rams He's 27 years old. He fits in a certain scheme. He's a little undersized, but he's possibly a starting left tackle. He came in for Whitworth and did an admirable job. I think three three games this last year. And he's got a little bit of an upside to him. You could throw out a one-year prove-it deal. You could have him be in, in the rotation or start for you in a, in a pinch or whatever. And I think that he might provide a little bit of upside for a team. And quite frankly, when you're looking for guys like that, uh, upside is really all you can hope for. And a guy mm-hmm. like that at that age would be a guy that I would have my eye on. Yeah. Um, tw- at 27, he played pretty well. I mean, you're looking at us. He, he is the guy you would sign to be your swing tackle um, and compete, especially if you've got like a young player, you've got mm-hmm. a, um, mm-hmm. a, you know, someone that you drafted a year ago as a, you know, so he was a rookie, he was developing uh, on the sidelines and in practice. 
any expectation is that they're coming in to be the starter this year, you don't want to just walk in with that and nothing else. You need someone for them to compete with, someone to push them, and someone to take over if that player doesn't live up to your expectations. And a guy like Noblin would be perfect for that. Yeah. Now, the, the the one player I did find extremely interesting that was franchise was Cam Robinson, because for me, mm-hmm. Cam Robinson is just a meddling guy in this league um, at the tackle position, but he's young and he's just a low end starting tackle for me. He's nothing special, but Jacksonville went ahead and franchised him, you know, which is going to cost them like $15 million a, a year or whatever, maybe even more. I can't remember what the franchise tag is for the uh, tackle. Um, but that seems like a, a pretty rich deal for Cam Robinson. I don't know. I, I don't see it, but. Yeah. I mean, I, he's, he's young enough um, and you don't get better by letting good young players walk. And I think it's a situation where they have a lot of uh, salary cap room and, and flexibility uh, and they're like, you know what, we, what we can do is go get a, we can go ahead and, and um, franchise him, maybe try and extend him beyond that. And then just, it's just one less position that they have to find before they're ready to be competitive. Um, even if he's not a great player, he's still a player. Um, he's still a starter and you, they just need so much that I think it works for them to, to go ahead and, and make sure they get to keep him. So let's look at the centers and guards. And then what I'm going to do, Keith, is I'm going to split this show in half eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's uh, a then great we can idea. Fo- focus on the defensive side of the ball. So we can take our time. We don't have to rush through it. Um, so let's talk about what's available in the guard market. Brandon Scherf seems like it's, he's the guy at the top. He's still youngish for that position at 30 years old, mm-hmm. uh, Washington football club. Um, now throwing money uh, at Carson Wentz. Are they going to want to keep this guy to help protect or are they going to and bring him back or are they just going to walk away? And, um, you know, he's one of the best all around guards <coughs> in football when he's healthy. Mm-hmm. The question for him has always been, you know, snap count and so forth. The last three years he's been doing pretty good. He was dinged up in 2019 and a little bit this last year, uh, but he's always graded well in the top 10 um, at, at, in that position group and um he's probably the biggest name there's a few others as well yeah i mean he is the biggest name um and then you know you go down from there and there's um you know roger uh saffold and and so but he's 34 and and is probably a guy that um teams are going to start looking at because he's declining and and they go mm-hmm. well is he going to be willing to play for what we think he's worth and and so he uh, may find a limited market um, and it's not a great year for guards. Uh, Lakin Tomlinson mm-hmm. from the 49ers is a, he's only, he's 30 he's years above old. Average. He's above average. He's a, starter. He, he's a guy that it depends on your scheme. If you want to run True. Um, and, and run straight ahead, uh, he's a guy that can um, have a lot of value to you. One of the problems that he had in San Francisco is that he doesn't have that lateral movement and they run a lot of outside zone. He's just not a good scheme fit for them, um, and which is why I think he is free to walk and and go wherever he wants. Yeah. But um, and there are teams that will that will look at him and, and kind of covet his skill set uh, because they don't run that outside zone. They yeah. run more of a straight ahead um, man blocking scheme, and and he'll be much better at that. Um, what do you think of Connor Williams out of Dallas? 
as being kind of that zone heavy scheme guard that's able to be athletic at 20 25 years old yeah um he's got some he's got some um technique issues that i i'd want to like if i was them i would make sure that i met with him and make sure that they felt he was coachable and willing to make some changes because he should be better than he is and he's not Um, as long he's not yeah. yeah he's just not as long as some some players you would want to to have there so he does have issues with facing players with with length i think Mm -hmm. so there's that i mean and then there's um yeah it's it's not a great list it just really isn't um for guards it yeah it gets pretty weak pretty quickly yeah i mean you're i'm looking down this list quite a ways and i'm not finding how how about senders so centers um is always kind of a weak market because there's just so few of them um that are starting caliber players uh, just in the NFL period. I mean, you have a guy like Ryan Jensen um, from the Bucks, but he made you know ten million dollars last year. That's a lot for a um, a center, and he's gonna ask for that kind of money again. Mm-hmm. Um, You're you know, right. Matt Paradis from the Panthers, um, you know, similar thing, but he only played fifty percent of the snaps last year. He's thirty three. Um, ben Jones of the Titans also thirty three. Um, I mean, looking for for a decent contract too at that age. Yeah, so you you've got guys that are um, that are that there's talent, um, but they're getting a little long in the tooth. And uh, probably the the best combination of skill and age would be Billy Price coming from the Giants, and he is um, not a you know a guy that's going to be thought of as a, a Pro Bowler um so it's it is if you need a if you need a center there are ones available um well how about like brian allen and matt Pratis and mason cole and uh ethan posick's out there um yeah that's about yeah. it but those mm-hmm. are younger guys that that may fill roles depending on what teams are looking for scheme fit wise yeah um if you were i would be very interested in in nick martin um, who was with the Raiders last year previously with um, uh, with Dallas, I believe, who looked really good early on, but last year only played a couple of snaps and, um, you know, has had some injury problems, but looked good earlier in his career. I'd be um, curious to see where he's at physically in terms of his medicals and whether or not you could you could bring him in with the expectation of him um, playing and, and doing well. Uh, because if if he's getting healthy and can stay healthy, he was a good player. All right. Well, let's wrap this segment up and we'll come back and do the other one. So uh, you can find Keith on Twitter at Myers NFL. I'm at Alpstead NFL. Find the show on your favorite podcast app and uh, and YouTube. YouTube channel. Need subscribers. Help us out. And uh, we'll we'll see you soon. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Pro Football Playbook Podcast. Follow Keith at Myers NFL. Bill is at Altstead NFL. The show is at PF underscore playbook. Listen and subscribe on your favorite podcast app or YouTube and at our website, profootballplaybook.co.